know for Monday, January 31, the 31st day of 2022. There are 334 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 Host. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. What's our weather week looking like? Well, we'll tell you. And Super Bowl 56 is set. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. We are uh, at our house. We are avid fans of the movie Inside Out. Yes. yes. Joy, well, the, the primary character. Yeah. We, we like her. And I have found that, that um, the, the construction of that movie is as much for adults as it is for children because it kind of helps us understand how our memories are organized and emotions, yeah, were, emotions yeah. and how they're formed and how to control mm-hmm. those well so i read this morning that you never really lose your memories the latest research indicates that your memories never leave the brain they just become harder to access and so it is the bad memories that tend to get out of reach faster than good ones do so that's good you file those away deeper and it's harder to get to them but it also seemed like the more even um you know blessed with a good memory the more you put in there the more clutter there is and it's hard you know to to get to one you got to move another one out of the way but uh, kind of a interesting piece of information there he is the five-time winner of the coveted ohio news hawk award He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even Kansas City. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Don't even know how to put it mean? into words. What do you mean? Did something happen this weekend? Uh, Some, something. Something. Yeah, there was a game canceled Friday night after <laughs> we'd all already gotten set up for it. Uh, yeah. K- Kentucky had a good win I on heard, Saturday. I heard that. Now and, was that was all there was to the sports weekend, wasn't there? Wasn't and that the it? city of Cincinnati started burning at the seams. <laughs> okay, so my question for you, Sam, um, I, obviously, so two things I, I want to know. Uh, we're going to talk more about the... AFC Championship game in a few minutes, and I know that's going to – you don't want to wait. Do you want to talk about it now? But two <laughs> things that I do want to know. Uh, at the end of regulation, when the coin toss was held uh-huh. and Cincinnati lost the coin toss, uh-huh. what was your feeling when you lost the toss? I thought it was over. Okay. I, 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 thought, would, I, I thought, think – I thought – well, for one, I knew right – for one – Tails never fails. Always call tails. Okay. Always call tails. Okay. And it was when he called heads, I thought, oh, great. Here we go. And uh, but and then I thought, especially when Eli Apple dropped the what would have been the game winning pick six, that was like, oh, and then the next play, Jesse Bates taps it to, to Von Bell and I'm giving away all the stuff. I asked the I, question I was, was how you felt about the uh, about the coin toss because of the previous week, the way the game ended. It was, you know, you, you would be worried about it because uh, the way that the coin toss was so significant in the Bills-Chiefs game. Um, and then, last question before we talk about the forecast, will this be the longest two weeks of your life? <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I really, I don't know. I mean, it's it is. And I was reading on just how much it means to the city of Cincinnati. Is it's like this? This city has not had a a team play for a championship since 1990. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> and yeah. and really, this is the first time that they won a playoff game since that stretch too. I mean, the yeah. Reds were in the playoffs in 1995, but in my lifetime, this is the first time. Yeah. Well, Kentucky's so it. Well, it's, you'll see on my board today. I did. I've been, I, I appreciate it. I've been it. holding the icky shuffle for all these years. And can I just say, did, life's been about as hard on s- icky shuffle as it's been on me, apparently. I saw him yesterday. Did you see Joe Burrow throw out the icky shuffle there at the I, end? I did not see it, uh, but I'm sure it'll be available on uh, Twitter if I want to go want to go find it. Uh, quiet today weather-wise, but a potential winter storm could move through the region later this week. Every time, every few hours when you look at uh, the forecast, it's all rain. Or then they say, oh, well, no, not going to be all rain. Going to switch over to maybe some ice and then some snow. So the timing of this is going to be very important. And it's still being four days out. It may, you know, it just it's, it's hard to know where that freezing line is going to hit. It's hard to going to be hard to know where that system moves down out of Canada and then makes its uh, elbow to move back toward the northeast because you'll get, you know, pressure moving out of the uh, Gulf of Mexico that will help push that storm back into the northeast. So there's just a very, very fine line between what we're going to get, but it's primarily now going to be uh, Thursday night. We're going to get a major rain event on Wednesday. We're going to get a lot of rain, well, later on Wednesday, and then rain a lot of the day on Thursday. Then it just depends on how quickly the temperature drops before the rain system moves through. And we'll uh, have to check back in and zero in on this sometime tomorrow. And then it obviously probably by Tuesday night, it really starts to come into focus on the thing that we got to hope for is if, if it drops, like drop, because you don't want it to have that like 32, 33, because that's when you get the ice. Hovering is bad. Uh-huh. Hovering around, you know, plus or minus the freezing mark is bad. So just get on down, just get on down to 28, 25 in that range about as quick as you can. If you're going to get there, uh, since the overnight low on Thursday is 19. Partly cloudy, 46 today, partly cloudy, and 35 tonight. So not below freezing overnight tonight for the first time in a while. But partly cloudy, warmer tomorrow, high of 60. You'll feel you'll want to take your jacket off tomorrow, and then you'll want to put it back on Friday morning when you, uh, when you get out. The United States... Uh, worked yesterday to ramp up diplomatic and financial pressure on Russia over Ukraine, promising to put Moscow and the defensive uh, on the defensive as the UN Security Council, uh, as lawmakers on Capitol Hill said they were nearing an agreement on the mother of all sanctions. Hmm. Let's see. So we know what Moab is. So this is Moas, mother of all sanctions. That's just one S. Doesn't have it doesn't doesn't have to. Hmm. The American ambassador to the United Nations said the Security Council will press Russia hard in a Monday session today to uh, to uh, discuss its massing of troops near Ukraine and fears it is planning an invasion. Also, North Korea fired another missile over the weekend and hit Guam. What did Guam ever do to North Korea? That's the thing I like about Guam in my lifetime. It was always it was one of two ways you described of uh, being forever away. There was Guam, and then there was a little locale in Egypt that was also tucked away, that if you needed to talk about being in the middle of nowhere. No, at at Western, the one parking lot at the bottom of the hill, Creason lot, is known as Egypt. Yeah, 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 Egypt. Uh And then uh, then there's just also a lot of, well, you had to go all the way to Guam. 
to uh, to get there. So obviously, uh, the United States has used Guam over the years. It's not technically a territory, is it? It is a territory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm then, positive. Well, it is. then, sh- shout out to our territory there in Guam, and North Korea, Korea needs to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Just uh, I heard it's very nice there. Get get back. Uh, the Grayson County School System returning for another week of classes today, and they issued some. Uh, COVID-19 dashboard numbers on Friday, kind of wrapping up their week, saying that uh, as of Friday, there were 163 students who were COVID-19 positive, 333 were in quarantine. So that was up uh, somewhat from their last report on January the 19th. The number of GC school staff impacted by COVID-19 has risen only slightly. Uh, there were 41 staff members uh, either positive or in quarantine back on January the 19th. On Friday, the number of staff members affected by the virus had risen by only two. And there were, I think, 17 staff in quarantine out of you know, 615. So uh, it's kind of an update there. We'll get a statewide update later on today, which will have a funny number, you know, have a have an artificially low number just because of the testing. But keeping an eye on that uh, coming back down, still the, the COVID map is is red at k105.com today you can read a story on the um the outcome of the filing deadline in grayson county you know the political filing deadline was extended because of redistricting maps but that um that did come to pass now and so you can kind of see how the election cycle is shaping up for 2022 when looking at it you know there are a couple of Oh, I I will call them uh, B-list races. There are some, there are some things that, there are some races, uh, some offices there that they are important, but they aren't headline offices. And here, I, I fear poor turnout for the May primary where these couple of offices are going to be decided Mm -hmm. because in Grayson County, most of your elections are decided in the primary Mm -hmm. because it's so predominantly Republican registered. Most of your competitive races are primary races. Well, there aren't any top ticket races. There's not a presidential year. You've got the uh, Rand Paul Booker race, but that won't be until the fall. So there's no primary to get people excited about that. And then there's so many either, like in Litchfield City Council race, there's 12 candidates, so there's no primary there uh, because it's six seats, 12 candidates. If they had had one more, they would have had to have a primary, which would drive some people to the polls. But your top ticket offices, your, you know, judge executive, that type of thing aren't, you know, those aren't being, aren't competitive. Some of your magisterial races are kind of non-starters. And so they're, they're, I just don't know what to make of the May primary on what it's going to take to motivate people I do know that you to do, get to the polls. There is, for state rep, there is a primary there. Yes, but uh, it just yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right that there aren't many, there aren't many because I even think the sh- that I know the sheriff has a competitor, but I believe he's non or uh, independent registered, so that's not even a primary. An additional wrinkle into uh-huh. the yeah, so it's yeah, 
But yeah, yeah there aren't many primaries at all. Kentucky lawmakers have wrapped up a uh, work on Friday on extending a pandemic-related provision allowing designated family and friends to visit residents of long-term care facilities. The bill won final passage on a 31 to nothing vote in the Senate, sending the bipartisan-backed measure to Governor Bashir. The legislation cleared the House on Thursday. The goal is to prevent long-term care residents from feeling isolated from their families as the COVID-19 pandemic persists. The bill would maintain designated in-person visits in those facilities. You know, if you, in the early days of this mess we were in, those were some of the those were the people that we were worried the most about because they were on lockdown of all lockdowns. So, I mean, people just not even able to visit had to get creative. I remember the. Remember seeing pictures of family members who would go stand outside windows just to be able to see, you know, their loved ones through the windows and trying to uh, support them as much as you could. Julie Rocky Adams said patient care is not just about medical care. And that's that's true. There's obviously a a component to that that goes beyond just your uh, just your vitals under the bill long-term care residents can designate at least one essential personal care visitor to make in-person visits visitors could include relatives legal guardians friends caregivers volunteers visitors would have to follow safety protocols of the community or facility it also applies to uh, assisted living communities and mental health hospitals so it may not be ideal, but it is uh, better than nothing. So I I, I would, uh, again, like a lot of things, I would expect the governor will sign this. Um, but if he were to veto it, they'll just override the veto and go on. Again, it was bipartisan backed, so um, seems to make it seems to be practical to me. The governor handed over travel trailer keys on Friday to a group of families that lost their homes when uh, the tornadoes ripped through the I'm almost going to have to stop officially tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I won't be able to say last month any mm-hmm. longer uh, in early December is when that happened. The governor visited Mayfield and Dawson Springs in western Kentucky as families moved into trailers providing medium term housing. We told you about these trailers on Friday, but uh, that did take place. I also saw a um, really nice story yesterday on CBS Sunday morning about a place in Dawson Springs, a little restaurant, and there these little restaurants dot the landscape in every small town you go to, but this one was called Miss Becky's Place. And so they just did a nationwide feature on Miss Becky and her home cooking that she served up. And while, you know, she had to be closed for a little while, but they were able to reopen and talked about, you know, she was interacting with the customers. She was, oh, I went to school with your so-and-so. And, and you, it, like, communities have Miss Becky. You better believe yeah. she makes some good biscuits and gravy. That's, right? that's exactly right. Oh, no. but Fried what, chicken. What oh, I yeah. liked was when they would bring the orders out, so it was like a lunchtime order, mm-hmm. they'd come out and one plate would be uh, scrambled eggs and biscuit and mm-hmm. gravy mm-hmm. and sausage and all that, and then mm-hmm. the other one would be like a chef salad and a hamburger and, you know, Roast so beef, it's like probably, you, can, oh, you yeah. can get it all there, and so uh, it's just nice to see Nice to be able to get a glimpse into what's going on in in Mayfield and and uh, Dawson Springs as they try and uh, try and recover. The man accused of shooting a Kentucky State Trooper multiple times has been arrested, and the trooper has been released from the hospital. State police said Laquan Taylor of Lexington, he's twenty two years of age, was arrested by troopers and charged with attempted murder of a police officer, as well as other charges. He's being held in the Bourbon County Regional Detention Center on a million dollar bond. He is accused of shooting a trooper six times Friday afternoon, about 420 on Delta Court, which is a mobile home park in Cynthiana. That's over in Harrison County. 
Police said the preliminary investigation shows that three of the shots struck the trooper's ballistic vest, one shot struck his taser, one struck his body-worn radio, and the final round struck his body, causing serious but non-life-threatening injuries. The trooper returned fire, emptying the firearms magazine. Witnesses said that up to 20 shots were fired during the exchange. It all stemmed from a traffic stop. And so uh, the good news is, the takeaway is, he's in jail. And the better news is that the trooper is uh, will survive and he's has home. been discharged from mm-hmm. the hospital. An electric vehicle-related operation will build a facility in Kentucky, creating 200 full-time jobs. The $95 million Louisville plant will be Quadrant's first mass production facility in the United States. It will manufacture rare earth magnets, which are made from alloys of rare earth elements for use in electric vehicle motors and other fields. Okay. We're all electric. What are we going to do with these batteries? Put them in the car? No, I mean, what about oh. when they have to come out of the car? Like, what What do we, we – I mean, we're, we're going to stop using fossil fuels, seemingly, I, or apparently. But where are we, what, how are we going to dispose of all these batteries? I have some suggestions, but I probably should keep those to myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't um, have any idea. No, I don't know what you do with them. Sam, I know you saw people on Twitter. I saw people on Twitter who did the double. Like Kentucky fans oh, I, from the Lexington area that went to Kansas, and I know you strongly considered it. Yeah, um, and then I and then I realized that uh, it wasn't going to happen. I, I I wanted to, I wanted to, but uh, it was going to be a major financial. The the cats went to Allen uh-huh. Fieldhouse and put a whooping on the Kansas Jayhawks. It was great. Uh, yeah, no, it was. Oh, it was wonderful. And as I think Jay Billis said, it was. I think in the closing seconds, he said this was never a game. That's right. And he the, was right. The biggest thing Kentucky did on Saturday is they took the field house out of it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, they went on that stretch where they went on an 8-0 run early mm-hmm. and kind of stunned everybody and then held them at bay, which they were able to do at Auburn until the injuries occurred and Auburn snuck back in and then the well, crowd got behind. Did you see the video of the scoreboard? I did. I loved it. I thought it was it was I mean, a, it was an omen I, of what that, was about to come. The poor player. Like, in all seriousness, that... <laughs> I'm surprised he was able to keep going. <laughs> Sam will show you during the break, hon. But it's okay. uh, they're running out of the tunnel. The Kansas players and, and are running out of the tunnel, falls, and the scoreboard and falls down and hits a kid in the in the, in the forehead. Yeah, in the face. As it's, he's running, it, so it was... you'll laugh. It's the type of thing you'll laugh at. I promise <laughs> that you'll do that. Uh, Kellen, uh, Keon Brooks had 27 points. He played great. He did play. He was uh, he had a great opportunity for him to really showcase. Uh, Oscar Shibway had 17 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, just consistent, and so the Cats will. I I believe in looking back, if you don't lose Ty Ty and you don't lose Savir Wheeler for a period of time in the Auburn game, the same thing happens at Auburn. And LSU? Probably, yeah, and LSU. So, um, if they can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Look and, out. And that's for any team. I mean, really, you you stay healthy and... Anything can happen. All right. The Bengals topped the Chiefs 27-24 at Arrowhead yesterday. It's called Burrowhead now. <laughs> Burrowhead. Uh, Evan McPherson kicked a 31-yard field goal with 922 left in overtime. And, um, <laughs> yes, yeah. <I> did. <laughs> and so uh, the Bengals erased an 18-point deficit. So, But still nervous on the coin toss on the overtime. Uh, didn't go Cincinnati's way. But again, B.J. Hill intercepting that pass. Um, listen, the, your your playoff season has been 
made by opportunistic uh, well, interceptions. The, the last three defensive plays for the Bengals in the three playoff games have all been interceptions. Yeah, Jermaine and Pratt against so. the Raiders. You had Logan Wilson against the Titans, and then you had Von Bell against the Chiefs. And, I mean, to the city of Cincinnati, it means more than – I think that there's only maybe two other cities that this would have meant more to, and I really could only argue one, and that would be Detroit. Because I think as far as just this run to Cincinnati for, for the Bengals, it's, they've been the butt of the joke for so long, especially over these past few years. But now things are really coming together, and it's it feels really good. And now you get to go to L.A. and – have a team that I don't think the Rams are unbeatable by any means. You're playing them on their home field, which is obviously not ideal. It didn't but... seem like their home field yesterday <laughs> no, for a lot of the game. No, but then again, San Francisco is a lot closer to uh, to L.A. than Cincinnati is. Yeah. But if anybody has $6,000 laying around and they'd like to donate it to the fund. <laughs> well, I did. So a couple funny things that I read. Um Eminem is performing at halftime of the Super Bowl. Correct. And Matthew Stafford is playing in the Super Bowl. That may be the closest Detroit gets <laughs> to the Super Bowl because of those two connections. Um, the Super Bowl is a lot more neutral. Like, yes, there's a it's home field advantage, but so many of the tickets go to just NFL fans. They get resold, but the NFL, there's a lot of players, a lot of families. It's a more neutral environment just because it's at SoFi in L.A., and the community of L.A. hasn't really decided they love the Rams yet. Well, see, and it's interesting because the AFC is technically the home team this year, so theoretically, if the Bengals want to, they can take the Rams' locker room. <laughs> and I'll be curious to see if they do. You know, how our, much gamesmanship yeah, will take place. Uh, but luckily, there's probably two really nice locker rooms because the Chargers also play there. So if anything, the Bengals might be like, okay, you keep yours and we'll take the Chargers. But maybe do you? Like, yeah, I, don't I don't know. Just to get in their heads a little uh-huh. bit. I don't know. But the Super Bowl... Uh, fifty six is set. Congratulations to all the the uh, the the Bengals fans and faithful and keeping the faith. And then uh, you got one game on Friday night, Sam. You got uh, Grayson County, Evanston County girls, and then um, things got um, the plug got pulled on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, it was really interesting. Evanston County's boys showed up. They were there, yeah, and they decided that they wanted to hit the road. Everybody got to go home and early. And so that game has been rescheduled one week from tonight. Okay. 7 well, o'clock. A week from tonight, and then you got girls action tonight. North Bullet. North Bullet. All North right. Bullet, which is a new game. They were supposed to be at Breck, but now they're hosting North Bullet. All right, very good. So, busy weekend, and yes, Sam did flat float into the office today. He's on, uh, on cloud nine. Oh, who did? Who did? Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Dome. Don't you worry about Today is Backwards Day. I still think that's better than Opposite Day. If you have kids. Bubble Wrap Day. It's also Scotch Tape Day. Speaking of kids, you give one Alea <laughs> some bubble wrap and some Scotch Tape, and you won't hear a peep from her yeah, for hours. She's golden. And some post-it notes, right? And some post-it notes, that's right. <laughs> she's she's got to make her accounts. Yeah, I still got mine down here. Uh-huh. And it, is it hasn't also, been updated though, so I don't yeah, know if my right. you've had you haven't my payroll didn't clear. I guess there's no been de- no debits or credits on your account. And it is also hot chocolate day today. Do you know? So, can this be turned in for Super Bowl tickets? Uh, you know? You'll have to ask her <laughs> what. Uh, there may be some type of cryptocurrency attached to uh, your account that she that she gave you. Um, 
February begins tomorrow, so the start of a new month. And it will, you know, I've been able to keep close track. You know, the beginning of the show, I always say this, that, you know, it's January 18th and the 18th day of the year. Well, now my math's not going to line up anymore. Um, you know, tomorrow will be the 32nd day of the year, but it'll be well, February so you, 1st. You made the point of, the, with the tornadoes it being, cut, it feels like it was a lot longer ago. Uh-huh. Well, the day that happened was also the last time Grayson County played Edmondson County. So on Friday, I even did a thing last month. I was like, oh, wow, that was last month. Mm-hmm. It's like it just feels like so long ago. When so many events take uh-huh. place between them with, you know, the holidays and that type of thing. But uh, tomorrow also begins American Heart Month. It begins Black History Month. It begins National Grapefruit Month. But then I'm just, I don't, I don't know it's any. It's not my favorite. In case you, in, in case you consider yourself... Maybe this label, or you know some. I'm just advising you that it's the month you decide whether you fit into the category. February is Spunky Old Broads Month. <laughs> so, for anyone who might let their spunky old broad flag fly, how do you how do you celebrate that? February is all about you. Listen. You, you know a spunky old broad when you see one. Oh yeah, I'm not no, I, not denying that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is clear. I, I, I think there's there's no gray area whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You say, huh? Yeah, spunky, spunky old broad. But I, I'm not calling anyone mm-hmm. one. I'm just saying it's sometimes easy to observe. Tomorrow is Chinese New Year. The date varies, but this year it's tomorrow. And you know what? It's the year of right. Uh, is it the rat again? It's the year of the tiger. Uh-huh. Well, would, <laughs> it's a good omen. That would make that would make sense. Tomorrow, no, uh, Wednesday is Groundhog Day. Oh, I love Groundhog Day. Doozy. Somebody call Bill Murray. Thursday is. Well, I was going to say we used to have a connection, an indirect connection to, oh, Bill, no, that, to yeah. Bill Murray, but now that's yeah. been severed. Yeah, he got fired before last year. Uh-huh. And see how that turned out. Thursday is Feed the Birds Day. Well, maybe Bill Murray's son will be the new coach at U of L. I hope not. Thur- I kind of like. I don't <laughs> like Bill Murray there in U of L stuff. Thursday is Feed the Birds Day. Okay. Friday is Stuffed Mushroom Day. Mm-hmm. Stuffed that mushrooms are good. good. February sixth is National Chopsticks Day. February seventh. I did think it was funny. So. It's uh, February 3rd is Feed the Birds Day. February 7th is Don't Give Your Neighbor the Bird Day because mm-hmm. it's Wave All Your Fingers at Your Neighbor Day, mm-hmm. February 7th. All of them, not just the one you like the most, all of them. February 9th is National Pizza Day. February 20th is, uh, 10th is Umbrella Day. Lincoln's Birthday is the 12th. Super Bowl Sunday, of course, is the 13th. February 14th is Valentine's Day, as always. Susan B. Anthony Day on the 15th. The 20th is Hootie Who Day. That means it's uh, halfway, we're we're halfway to spring on February 20th. The Winter Olympics will end on February 20th. They begin this week. I was going to say, that kind of came out of nowhere. President's Day on the 21st. Tennis Day on the 23rd. Carnival is on the 26th. So that means Ash Wednesday doesn't fall until sometime into the month of March this year. Must mean April is or must mean Easter is 
a little bit later. So Valentine's Day, of course, following middle of the month, it will, uh, with February 1st beginning tomorrow, Valentine's Day quickly by the numbers. The holiday ranking of Valentine's Day for consumer <laughs> spending on fresh flowers and plants is number one. Mm-hmm. Not even all the poinsettias or the Easter flowers <laughs> we buy or anything like that will mm-hmm. even come close to hitting Valentine's Day. 15, the number of days left this year to make plans for purchasing. 1916 is the year that Hallmark's Valentine's Day greetings first appeared on store shelves. The company's founder, J.C. Hall, began selling Valentine's Day postcards earlier, though, in 1910. So the actual greeting cards, 1916. 145 million is the approximate number of Valentine's Day cards exchanged industry-wide every Valentine's Day. By the way, this doesn't include the ones you drop in your... The kids drop in their Valentine boxes at school. If you count those, it's way more. No, 145 million. 28.1, uh, 21.8 billion is the total amount last year that Americans spent on Valentine's Day gifts. $32 per person is the amount the Valentine's Day spending was down per individual last year. So it's $32 less per person last year than the year before. of people, the number of those participating in a survey two years ago about who said they planned on buying gifts for all the people and pets they love, and 52% of adults is the number of U.S. adults who last year planned to celebrate Valentine's Day, though obviously celebrations were quite different. There'll there'll even be some different, you know, this year. And I I don't know how Valentine's Day is going to fare in this new NFL configuration, day after Super Bowl, they're gonna have to be. They're gonna. It's not obvious. It's obviously not always going to be the day after Super Bowl, yeah, but it's going to be. It's going Valentine's Day weekend now until the NFL does something different. We'll is going to be Super Bowl mm-hmm. Sunday because of the way they've changed the postseason or changed the regular season to add a game. They pushed Super Bowl back a week further. They're, this is going to cause some tension, is it not, Sam? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't deny that. But listen, that's that's going to be a celebration Monday. There's no doubt about that. Someone will be celebrating that uh-huh, day, the, Sam. The you are absolutely right. Be, you are uh-huh. without. You are 100 percent correct. As Someone we, we will be victory Monday. Will be will be celebrating that day. If you are taking iOS 15.4, you may be excited about a new crop of emoji, including a melting face. If someone ever told you something and it melted your face, um, can't say I've ever had that. Someone saluting. Okay, I see that one. Yep. I thought we already had one of it covering the map. I thought we already had some of it. I guess this is, might be an old picture because I feel like we already have some of these. I don't think so. Maybe. No, there is one of covering the mouth. Uh-huh. I've seen that one. Uh-huh. Uh, someone saluting beans. So. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't want to send that emoji, right? I'll but it could be that helpful. One. I, I, I would like to do better. Here's what I'd like to do. I was never a huge fan of algebra when I was when I was a kid, but I would like to take my um, Mad Libs skills plus my algebra skills mm-hmm. and use emoji to communicate. Mm-hmm. Now, the 
The bottom left, is that a like a windsock? Is that what it's supposed to be? I'm not sure. I'm, I really like the pointy finger. I don't even know what that is. And then I don't know what's, what's, what's the above thing? that. Um, I don't. I don't know what that is either. That because well, it's not on. So it's not given on the list. So there's a slightly things. uncomfortable biting lip icon. <laughs> okay. So I see that. Yeah. Okay. Then there's yeah. the crooked mouth. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like not we already the, got not that the one, turned up. No, uh, it's a. I think there's it, just a smirk. But you got hands making the heart thing, and then, yeah. All right, lily pad, bird's nest. Is that a succulent? In the middle, no. middle of the next to the lower row. No, I think that. Isn't that a lily pad? That's that's what I said. I think you it's know, a lily pad. You know better than I would. Well, right. and to the left of that would be coral, right? But I'm interested. Yeah. What is the green thing? The one to the left of the coral. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. That's a uh, cubert. Let his hair grow out. Like some kind of iOS 15.4 beta also includes the ability to use Face ID while wearing a mask. It already does that. <laughs> secondary secondary facial ID. My my phone does that. No, oh, mine doesn't work. Mine that does way. not. It doesn't. No. no. Are you sure? I've ne- you I, always, never, I always have to pull my mask down really quick. But if you set it up, I think you can oh, do it. I haven't set it up. Yeah, I think you. I think because I had to do it. Um, because when I did my phone and facial recognition is during the time when we were supposedly doing that. So anyway, there you go. Uh, new fun fetty. Mini pancakes are filled with candy. Pillsbury is making breakfast tastier and easier with its new fun fetty mini pancakes. Not only will you get a stack worth taking a picture of, but it'll also add a sweet element to your mornings. Fun fetty mini pancakes. I think I know somebody that might like those, right? Yeah. yeah, I definitely know. And, I, yeah, yeah, she would. Because I know that that <laughs> oh. person likes pancakes, and i got to presume she likes Funfetti. Oh, <laughs> the Funfetti are the better, better. And her muffins are birthday muffins. Yeah, yeah, so. She likes that, too. So, and, again, by the way, I used, I used the new griddle this weekend. Again, I've just been griddling it all up, so I can probably, these are probably microwavable. Yeah. They are. They're not in there. They're already pre-made. I mean, you could probably put it on the griddle. I don't know that. Make it look good. We don't have time for that. Just the optics of it. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, look at me. I'm flipping the pancakes Uh around. And then this headline made me laugh. Female prisoners find. I don't know how you find female prisoners. Female prisoners in Germany find over a mashed potato fight in a German jail. The cellmates at a prison in Augsburg got into a disagreement and began throwing potato mash at each other. Then one woman threw her entire plate of potato mash at the other who responded by repeating the gesture. It quickly turned into a brawl. Both the inmates were injured. A court in the southern town of Augsburg ordered one of the defendants to pay a fine of 2,700 euros while the other was asked to pay a fine of 1,800 euros. So it's a big fine. Well, you'll wonder, so how do we fine inmates? Listen, the prison system in Europe is much different. You can come and go. Like, you have to live in a certain place in Europe if you're a prisoner, but you get to come and go, and you get to go to art class, and it is completely different. So they're out working and doing whatever, so that's how they're able to able to do it. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Jump, Jenny. 
I can't hear this song without thinking of <laughs> Jenny on the balcony and Forrest Gump. Did you know research shows King Tut may have died in a chariot accident? Hmm. Yep. Didn't he die like 14 or something like that? Exactly. So, etching hieroglyphics while driving. Hmm. So, see, teenagers make that mistake all the it's time. That's their, uh, their equivalent of texting while driving. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And see where it gets you. It got old King Tut. Absolutely. There you go. Um, let's see. On uh, the weekend box office, Spider-Man No Way Home won a slow weekend. Again. So until they something else comes along. Because everybody was watching the Bengals I make guess, the Super Bowl. I thought they were watching Kentucky beat the snot out of the... I could watch both of the Jayhawks. Did you look up the video show or yet? I, I have it on trying? my phone. Okay. <laughs> I, I noticed I had to step out, and uh-huh. you all were exchanging. I, I, well, like she the, had to show you an albino but, fox, but and you actually didn't send it to me, so it's I, actually it's on oh, your phone. I gotcha. So okay. I can't show him. Right. I found it as me. Freebird started playing. Gotcha. Okay, uh-huh. so during this next break, mm-hmm. uh, Katy Perry performed a couple of numbers on Saturday Night Live, had like magic mushroom versions of Never Really Over, which she did a different arrangement of, so it's kind of an interesting take. And then she did a song called When I'm Gone, so she did a typical did Ka- do? Katy Perry. He did a good job. He's He's got such good range. Um, he, he's... Uh, you know, he's lived in New York for a long time, so they did, did some New York-centric things. Uh, the uh, residence meeting in a building in New York City, and thing. It, it was not. Uh, it was not. It was pretty good. Peyton Manning did a cameo on SNL on the Weekend Update, and uh, that self-deprecating. You know, he he was he was funny because they asked him about last week's playoff games, and he said that he was he was getting ready to start, but an hour before the game started, the first game started, he binge watched Emily in Paris, and he watched all of season two. So I hadn't heard of I, I hadn't had heard of it. Emily in Paris until Peyton Manning mentioned it. I'm getting a funny look from you over I, there. I presume you know what it is. Do you know? I do. Okay. Yes. Okay, I had no idea what now, it was. Now I've not watched it. it. Oh, okay. but I do I know what is it, it is. Reality TV. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, sort. Not, of, I mean, or is it like more like a? She goes to Paris. She lives there. It's just it's kind of has a reality it, type okay. of. Okay. But anyway, he he. I, it was funny. I watched it, but I don't know that it could top his with the foam footballs hitting the kids in the back of the head. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of. It was. It, he did a good job. He he's got pretty good sense of humor about things. Uh, John Mulaney is going to host Saturday Night Live for the fifth time coming up. Uh, they announced that he will host on February twenty sixth. This will be his fifth time, which means probably. Uh, Candace Bergen or Tom Hanks or somebody, Tina Fey, I think now is maybe in the club, will come out and uh, give him his jacket. They all get those uh, fancy smoking jackets when they uh, host the show Are for the five times. You fine with him? I, I guess. You know, I, he, you know, I know really what I know about John Mulaney comes from him hosting Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. four previous times. I know he was a writer on the show. I've seen a little bit of his stand-up, but only because it was connected to his SNL appearance. So um, aren't he and Olivia Munn a thing now? I don't know. Sorry. Got distracted. Yeah, it's the Bengals are on, on TV. <laughs> you see the headline? I, I am. You all know I'm a fan of Wordle. I'm not playing it religiously. I haven't seen your tweets about it yet. No, I'm not. No, I won't be tweeting about it. Um, 
but I am playing. I'm not playing every day. Um, I haven't played in a few days, but I can feel it happening. Here's here's an idea for you. You can put it on your board. Oh, please, you know. Here's the thing. Some of my most favorite people are playing, but they're posting on social media that I pay attention to. Yeah. And Are they ruining it? A little bit, yes. Uh, no, I mean, are they giving the word away? No, they're form. not. It's just the the colors the thing, of the tiles. The thing I like, and see, that's and that's okay. I mean, but I'm you won't catch me. That's like me posting well, a picture of what it. I'm about to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at my I'd dinner for tonight. See what you're going to eat as opposed to that. So, but the thing I like about Wordle is that one, it's a shared experience, but you can't binge it. Like you can't. You, you get a word, or if you're behind, you can catch up. But there's no way you can watch the entire season, you know, play mm-hmm. the entire book of Wordle, and then you're done now. Like, what am I going to do? You get, you get you know, refresher on it every day, so you can just do one. It's like the crossword puzzle. But I will tell you, you all know this about me. Once things get to be so popular, I go, okay, I'm out with that. This is like I I liked it when it was cool and it was developing. It's like oh that's a neat thing, but when it's everywhere, I go. I think I'm I think I'm out, and here's where maybe I'm now. I'm officially out. The people who have created Wordle, the guy named John Wordle, W A R D L E, they have now created a version of it's called Taylordle. And it's all oh. about Taylor Swift. <laughs> and so all the words in the puzzle are, are from the Swifty, Swifty verse. And this is where I kind of have to go. Wait, I don't, I don't dislike Taylor Swift to the level that you do. But I'm also one of these. Well, now if we're just going to have offshoots and versions and like, I think I'm, I think I've, I think I'm going to be moving on. But that's just me. I don't know. I have no strong opinion. Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. The Janet Jackson documentary was on uh, over the weekend, two-part documentary. And she said she and Justin Timberlake are good friends after the Super Bowl scandal. She said that they spoke just a few days ago. She said, Justin and I are very good friends, and we always will be very good friends. She said, he and I have moved on. And it's time for everyone else to do the same. It'll never happen, will it? It's just always a punchline. You know, it's just always a, I, I don't know, I guess because it happened still during one of those moments where the majority of Americans were sitting and watching at the same time. You know, when I was a kid, who shot JR and all those things, if you wanted to watch something on television, you had to be sitting there and all of America, just like the I Love Lucy thing we were talking about recently. But now it's so fragmented and there are people doing other things and it just, but the Super Bowl halftime show is still one of those things. And it was 15 years ago that people were watching and going, you know, hey, so. See, that's the thing. This year's Super Bowl halftime show, I will probably not watch a single second of it Are because you? I will be way too stressed out. Mm, okay. You got to remember, my, my team is playing for the first time in my lifetime. I will not be. I, I will be watching, but I will not be paying attention. Okay. I will probably go back and reconsume it, but I, I, I will be too stressed to watch. And then it was a weird weekend. It was, you know, the Bengals, uh, the Bengals winning and, and it was just so exciting. But then the sad news in learning that uh, Howard Hessman, 
who created the iconic character Dr. Johnny Fever, has passed at the age of 81. That's when you knew that Cincinnati was winning yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. It just, it's just crazy the way that it happened. Of course, he played uh, Charlie in Head of the Class, but there weren't a lot of characters like Johnny Fever on television during this time because post-Vietnam War and post-Summer of Love and all that, Americans didn't really have an appetite for that type of character, and so he was the first to bring it back, and he did such a you know fabulous job. So rest in peace, Howard Hesman, at age 81. Got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Moon. Point to ponder for today. So, following up on about Wordle, I haven't. Maybe someone has. If we took the words of Wordle, do you think they might be a warning? Like, if you put all the words together, you think they might be trying to tell us something, like something about the end of the world, or I, I don't know. It's like a secret message kind of thing. Yes, it would. I mean, is it like one of those what? I know in the newspaper they put the where you got to jumble it and it comes out to be a joke. Is that kind of what you're saying? Or it could be a modern equivalent of the Little Orphan Annie's secret decoder pen where you get the word and then you're supposed to, okay, these words go, you rearrange the words and it may say, you know. Who day? Don't look in the closet or <laughs> something. It has to be a five-letter word. So they all have to be five, five-letter five words. So that, that would have to be part of Super. the calculus. Uh Super Bowl. Sam, is Tom go. Brady retired? Yes. Yeah. I think it's and, – and people are all ripping on to Adam Schefter and all that. And listen, somebody like that isn't making a report like that unless it's coming from somebody that would know. You know, he's not just going to throw that out there. And here's my thing is I think Tom Brady wanted to make the announcement himself, which I respect. Um. And now he's keeping his name in the in the news. Oh, is he retiring? Because, I mean, and that's what drove me the craziest. And I get it. He's a really good player. But yesterday, you know, it's the AFC, cha- AFC and NFC Championship, and 50% of the pregame shows were dedicated to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And, I look, I get it. He's, you know, the greatest football player of all time. But it was just frustrating as a Bengal fan that I don't get that moment that it was more. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom Brady. Miss Buckles, you had a reaction to that. I'm sorry. You- How many times has he retired? You're thinking of Brett Favre. Uh, yeah, you're thinking of so, uh, Tom Brady has not retired. No. He just played. He's never... He played forever. After 22 seasons, he's finally <laughs> maybe retiring. But I've figured it out. I mean, and I'm not the only one who's figured it out. But there's a reason. There's a reason Schefter gave the report, and it's and it's credible that he's going to retire. But now, if you read that his contract says that his 15 million dollar $15 million of his $20 million signing bonus was deferred to February 4, 2022. So he's got to get If there. he retires That's before that it. date, they don't owe him that $15 million. So while the word is going around, you know, he's going to retire, he's finally going to retire, and he signaled that. He, You know, he's just probably he's talking about his kids are at an age and blah, blah, blah. I get it. But he needs to stay active because he is owed that money. And I don't think Tampa Bay will quibble 
they got a championship out of the deal that they mm-hmm. weren't going to get with him, so they'll gladly pay him the $15 million. They'll make that money back, you know. Um, so who were they talking about this morning when I came through the bedroom, and they said that they had spoke with his dad? or That's Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady says that he doesn't know. So they're just trying to keep it. They're trying to keep a poker face with Tampa Bay so that they'll get that $15 million check. And then they'll say, you know, after thinking about it for a long time, I think it's now best that I retire. And so I'm. See, I just I just love it that now he gets to overshadow that other quarterback who retired this year at his Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. I really thought it was Tom Brady that has retired multiple times. No, no, it's hadn't been. He's been. I I am a little bit surprised, but I think after after talking about how he could play until he was 50 or he thought he could, Mm -hmm. his, his body is holding up, and it is, but that may signal that he doesn't have the confidence in anybody being able to put together a champion, an instant well, championship team you know that the, he could step into. You know into. the reason why, right? Well, the Bengals are going to be good for a while. Because Joe Burrow is healthy. Yeah. You know, last year he realized, okay, I got another year. He's coming back from the knee injury. Maybe it's not coming. But now he, he's just terrified of what he'd have to face in the Super Bowl. The Bills are going to be good. And the, the Chiefs are going to be good. The Bengals are going to be good uh-huh. for a while. Chargers, I and think, are so coming. It, uh, and, I mean, throw the Rams in there. They can be good as well. So it's not... It's not going to be all Brady all the time over the next couple of seasons. And he he wants to go out a year beyond the championship. He doesn't want to languish. So, uh, The Bachelor tonight on ABC. On NBC, celebrating Betty White, America's Golden Girl. That's on NBC tonight. And I uh, read a tidbit this morning that Cher, yes, the Cher, remade the Golden Girls theme song just for this special tonight. So you get to hear Cher singing, Thank You for Being a Friend. And then on A&E, the series premiere of Adults Adopting Adults. Lady Cougars hosting North Bullet, 7 o'clock tonight. North Bullet. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1958, the United States entered the space age with its first successful launch of a satellite, Explorer 1, from Cape Canaveral. In uh, 1919, Jackie Robinson was born in Georgia. Alan Shepard, Edgar Mitchell, and Stuart Russa blasted off aboard Apollo 14 on a mission to the moon this date in 1971. Birthdays today. Nolan Ryan is 75. Kelly Lynch is 63. Bobby Moynihan is 45. Kerry Washington, Olivia Pope, is 45. Justin Timberlake is 41. And Marcus Mumford of Mumford & Sons is 35 today. Talk about a one-two punch for baseball birthdays. Jackie Robinson and Nolan Ryan. Same, yeah. They share a, share I mean, I'm a not day. sure it could get much better than that. Not a date. Zane Gray was born in 1872. Tallulah Bankhead was born in 1902. I don't know, other than Tallulah Bankhead being an actress, what she she was in a movie called Stage Door Canteen. I just really wanted the opportunity to say Tallulah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's such a fun word. Tallulah. And Carol Channing was born this date in 1921. Ernie Banks was born this date in 1931. Wow. One, two, three. I mean. Suzanne Plachette, born this date in 1937. There you go, Dennis Cook. You can't say that I'm always negative towards the Cubs. Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub. Mm -hmm. Let's go to 1961, the Shirelles, number one. I'd like to stay with that song. Mm -hmm. By the way, I think I like the movie Dirty Dancing more than I should. (laughs) 
Did you watch that again this weekend? No, I haven't watched it in quite some time. <laughs> it's but a great movie. She loves it. It's all all every every woman my age loves that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I shouldn't, but I do. I don't know why. If I'm being honest, I've probably never seen it. Yeah. It, it, you won't like it. It doesn't mean anything to you. No. Just, this is good. The Jackson 5, number one in 70. I want you back. All right. Another great maybe. It's with Tampa Bay singing right yeah, now. Then. <laughs> Are you proud of me that I'm not afraid to admit it? Of course. About Dirty Dancing? <laughs> 1979, Rod Stewart, number one. Wow. It goes over there in the same pile with Grease. Grease. No, I have seen that. Dirty Dancing are over there. The reason I love Grease is because when I was a child, we had one television that we had to share. And so there had to be compromise among my sisters and I. And my grandparents would give us copies of Grease they recorded on VHS tape, and we would watch that. So it was just something. It was like a peacekeeping thing. Mm -hmm. There would be no arguments if it was on, even though it wasn't anything that I loved. But as a result, I learned to love it just because it's. But I would bet you money that he could do the moves for the hand job. Sandy at the carnival, though. Oh no, I'm more grease like In excess number one Need you tonight In 1988 I believe in you and me Whitney Houston in 97 Mariah Carey in 06 And Ed Sheeran thinking out loud Was number one seven years ago Today MB's Pearl of Wisdom says A weekend wasted isn't a wasted weekend a wasted weekend isn't a wasted a weekend wasted isn't a wasted weekend. MP's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus and would like to, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.